welcome into episode number 70 of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, bringing you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. My name is Garrett McKee, and joining us in just a few minutes is your co-host Mike Hart, and we are the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. And we'd really appreciate it if you would go and give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also sub- subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we'll be releasing most of these podcasts in video form as well. And we've also been shooting some sessions with uh, some of our favorite artists. And uh, they're really damn good, so you should go check that out. Our guests on the podcast today are Linda Jean, Stokely, and Montana Hobbs. And together they are the local honeys. And uh, we'll be playing two new songs, give you your first listen to a couple tunes from the local honeys coming very, very soon. And we talk about, obviously, those songs and much, much more. Uh, It was an absolute blast talking to these ladies, and we really appreciate them doing it. Um, I hope you all enjoy listening to the episode as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. Head on over to www.thelocalhoneys.com to learn more about The Local Honeys and pick yourself up some merch from the website there. Now, without further ado, let's dive right into the episode. Starting things off today, we are going to give you your first listen to one of The Honeys' new tunes. This one is titled Dying to Make a Living. Enjoy the show, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you. 
Trying to make a living by the local honeys, and you're listening to Tradio on Hippies and Cowboys, and we're joined here today by Montana Hobbs and Linda Jean, and thank y'all for joining us today, and uh, what are y'all selling? Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> we're swimming in eggs. Swimming in eggs. <laughs> Actually, I have so many eggs, it's ridiculous, and I have like, I have probably close to four dozen eggs that are just chicken eggs in my refrigerator right now i have some that haven't even made it into the refrigerator and then i've got some duck eggs too so you legit need to go Shit. on radio and get rid I of know. those eggs <laughs> <laughs> free to a good home wait that's not what this is yeah do you want some eggs <laughs> yeah they might go bad but they might go bad by the time they get to, to my house well some it's the ones bad. that aren't refrigerated they don't need to be then they're fine they just we just gotta pack them real good so they don't bust on you hmm. that'd how, be a hilarious thing to send in the mail though how will hey. the chicken breathe though yeah um <laughs> Wait, we're not sending it. It's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> That's not part of the deal. I know, yeah. I was not, just, you're not getting the magic eggs, chicken. Eggs that haven't quite made it to the refrigerator. I was like, well, how will the chicken breathe? Uh, <laughs> those eggs haven't made it out of the oven. <laughs> I was just being poor, stupid. Poor, poor little guys. <laughs> For those poor who little don't... Fe- poor little fellers. For those who don't know the context, me and Garrett were introduced to the... Uh, mm-hmm. the the thing known as Tradio uh, today, and I didn't know what it was, but apparently in Kentucky there's a thing where it's just a radio station where people call in and trade stuff, and and we mm-hmm. have we've gotten the whole scoop on this and and uh, some amazing impersonations of what that sounds like. So we're going to be making some references to that. We are very fascinated and already entertained and we haven't even looked yet. (laughs) It's a real sense of cultural pride. uh, I would imagine it is. Uh It's a very, I mean, it's like Facebook marketplace, but then you don't have to fuck with Facebook marketplace. Right. Yeah. Well, you, but you do have to tell your telephone would you just number. Buy, would you just buy you have to say up? your telephone number across the airwaves though? My friend just bought a wood stove off Tradio this week. Probably for a friggin' bargain too. Bargain too. I yeah. mean, you know. So did they trade anything for it or did they just buy it? They just bought it. Cause see you can buy you can buy, sell, buy, and sell, trade. trade. Buy, sell, and trade. <laughs> the world is your oyster Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i am now seriously considering starting a tradio station in iowa we need one of these Mm -hmm. i mean dude yeah and if you did like a podcast well i mean 
it's got to be in real time. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be in real it's time. And you have to, like, like we said, you got to give out your phone number. And uh, that can be a little tricky. But there'd be no yeah. more like, good evening. Is this available? Yes, it yeah. is. You know, like that whole spiel that Facebook Marketplace has going on where everyone's like, is this available? And then leaves. we are sleeping. Please leave Thanks. us alone. No more contacting, please. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got the reference. I was worried that that oh wouldn't my land. God. I'm on TikTok a lot and Facebook Marketplace, so I, I get that reference. All right. I'm for following sure. you. I'm following you on TikTok <laughs> right now. I mean, I don't have any content. Don't worry. That's You're going to be bored. I, it's, it's yeah, for, I don't have any content. We need radio TikToks. But listen, dude, I did. I did. Like I was talking to Linda and Travis, our manager, a couple of weeks ago, and I just like burst out laughing. And I was like, I just had the greatest idea for a TikTok. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to make it. Oh. And it's going to go viral. And hopefully I can get like that TikTok creator fund and make gobs of money. Because it was good. It was yeah. real good. So funny story. I actually am in the TikTok creator fund and mm-hmm. got my first $106 paycheck last month. So, Damn. Yeah, That's probably yeah. more than we make off like Spotify. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, Spotify pays worse than TikTok actually. So. Yeah, like 50,000 people have listened to Cigarette Trees. You make like 40 bucks. You're like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Old Spotify. (laughs) But for for reference here, uh, anybody wanting to follow Montana, it's I found her. It's Montana from (laughs) KY. Yep. She's on there. Not KY Jelly, you understand, right? Right, yeah. It's an abbreviation for Kentucky. (laughs) Yes, yes, of course. No, it's not. (laughs) What if I was like a CEO for KY Jelly? (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a big fan of the. uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, bio here. Hold your hold the applause and drop your jaws. (laughs) Yeah, you know what that's from? No. Do you you don't know that reference? Uh, I don't think so. What about you, Gary? I don't think so. God damn it. I don't, I don't think so. It's from uh, Oh, Brother, 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 Brother. Oh, okay. Babyface Nelson. Babyface Nelson comes that. into the bank and says, Hold your applause. Hold your applause. Drop your drop drawers. drawers. George Nelson. Jesus saves, but George Nelson, Nelson withdraws. withdraws. <laughs> oh, George, not the livestock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. okay. Yeah. Sir, some of your folding money's come unstowed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let me tell you about the best content that I've I've ever done on social media. This is the best thing I've ever posted. All right. On Instagram, you know, when you do stories, you you have this option to do like um, it'll be like answer this question. It'll it'll be a question, and it'll say yes or no, <laughs> and people have to <laughs> respond. One night, and this first time I ever did it too. But I I went on. I found this huge toad outside, and I took a picture of it, and I says, "This Pete," <laughs> and it said it said no. Was one option, and the other option was, of course, it's Pete. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest. Hang out. It's the funniest. 
Funniest thing I've ever done on the internet. It was and, 100%. And, and, no, and nobody, like, saw it. But except I, I me. Still, except but me. I still talk I about it, my God. But I, I still talk about it. Of course it's Pete, look at him. No, or of course it's Pete, look at him. That's, a, that's something throughout this show that, that uh, reminds me, um, even before the, uh, the broadcast here, you two are extraordinarily talented at impressions. What the fuck did you call it a broadcast? Because <laughs> there's two broads on here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag broadcast. I, I can't, <laughs> of course it's a broadcast. I, I can't put into words how off guard that comment just caught me. Oh. <laughs> we've, done, we've done like 70 some podcasts and not once have you called it a broadcast until... <laughs> Brides walk on in here. Bring it back, Walter Cronkite. It up in here. <laughs> well, they oh Jesus, they got me thinking about the Parks and Rec thing, and now old timey stuff, and just broadcast seemed right. It, it seemed like the right choice. <laughs> it seemed like the right fit. God. All right, go on then. No, oh, I was just saying they're very good at impressions. You know. Oh. That's that really we're glad that you think so. <laughs> like first impressions? Or <laughs> first impressions? Because not usually. But well, this is going well. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like you guys are kind of a carbon copy and almost a reflection of us and our dynamic. It's always fun, like, you know, like getting getting interviewed by one person is fun, but when you have like such a dynamic duo as you all seem to be, you know, and to, to and also we be interviewing are. as to be are. like Yeah, I mean we were we literally said the tagline for Tradio at the same time. We both said <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Tradio. Good morning, and we Tradio. both said buy, sell, or trade. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew what her most funny Instagram post ever was before she talked about it. This is sure. how well we know each other. That that could be a blessing or a curse because what you could be saying is that she only had one funny Instagram post. No, I mean that was her funniest. Okay, there you go. Uh, she's I'm got some pretty funny stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Okay. What's the uh, what's, oh, okay. what's what's the Instagram <laughs> handle? You should plug plug your Instagram handle. I think we own. I think we follow you <laughs> at the local honeys. At yeah, the local, we, we honeys. definitely follow the mm-hmm. local honeys. Yeah, I know. I just didn't have it sitting in front of me and. No. Yeah, well, it's it, uh, you gotta you gotta put the in there. That's kind of the key. The I just follow Montana right the, now from our yeah. from our account. <laughs> Woo! Nice. I feel hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. I feel hashtag left out. I'm trying to find <laughs> yours right now. I'm trying to find it. Hashtag but left out. It's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> no it child is. left behind. I found it. Following <laughs> Linda with an I. Linda yep. Jean Stokely. I found yeah. it. 2,251 followers now. I'm curious Ayo. now. Is there another way to spell Linda? That I was about to of? say, who spe- spells Linda with a Y? <laughs> L-Y-N-D-A-H? Yeah. One of, one of the, most, the most common spelling is L-Y-N-D-A. Really? That's not I right. don't like that at all. Is that true? Either. Yeah. That's an abomination. 
sounds made Sorry. Up. Actually, there's... actually, actually, it might not be. I could have just lied about that. But... <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, was, I, I was trying to. <laughs> there's a whole festival in Ohio. I'm pretty sure it's in Ohio. It's somewhere up around there. But there is um, a whole festival dedicated to people named Linda. And it's just like this gathering of hundreds and thousands of women from across the nation named Linda. (laughs) And they're probably getting up there because I'm the youngest person you've Mm. ever met named Linda. I (laughs) guarantee it. Um, Probably. There's there's nobody named Linda. Not under 30. Not under 30. (laughs) There is not. It's me and nobody else. (laughs) (laughs) Next time you meet a baby named Linda... <laughs> tell, tell me about slap, it. Me, slap my mother and t- and call Linda. <laughs> I'm trying to picture of what a baby make, make Linda sure would to look slap like. their mother. <laughs> I I think a baby named Linda would look 54. You know, I know. but I kind of love babies with like old people names. Yeah, like Frank. Frank. Yeah. yeah. Frank the baby. Like, Frank the baby. <laughs> Frank the baby knows how to change his oil already. Like, yeah. change the oil in your car. Changes his own diaper. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone, mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom, get out of here. You know what? Missing I- Bonanza. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Frank comes out of the womb and watching Bonanza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got, you guys, I mean, watch my tunes, watch my shows. Yeah. Right. You guys are also really good at uh, making music, which yes, is why yes. we're talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess we do a little of that. You think yeah. so? Yeah, we, we do think so. <laughs> That's we do so think so. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. It's yeah. kind of one of our favorite things to do is to make music. It's good. And, write, yeah. and not only like write music, but uh learn other people's music too study the whole idea of studying music is the best Mm -hmm. and Um, uh such a unique sound from a duo you know a real old-timey sound that you don't really catch too often at least around my parts but um a breath of fresh air you know for people who haven't heard your music before um definitely glad to get a, a, a group like you two on here uh to, to get this stuff out you know the, the first song we played dying to make a living um you know banger banger um one of your new singles um yeah i mean yeah we're just glad to have you on and, and get the you know get that kind of old old feel folk folky sound out there you know um just awesome. well thank you do do you think that we fall more in the hippie or cowboy uh realm of the hippies and cowboys podcast um, I'm that's curious. A great question. Where do you think you fall? Okay. Well, well okay. Have you all <laughs> seen Have you all seen our Western as fuck video? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I like to think of more that is more of like country as fuck. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. If you so just from that, would you think? Because I think that's one that kind of really like ties our sound together when it's just mm-hmm. the two of us. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's more hippie or more cowboy? And not like the Western American, like American West cowboy, like just the idea of like. Keep in mind now, there's only two types of music, country right. and Western. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I mean, yeah. just in the general, I mean, you're like, there's old pictures of you guys riding horses. So that's pretty cowboy. But um, I mean, just like the, the, the 
sense of like more folky sound uh generally falls into the the hippie, hippie. the hippie side um but yeah i wait. think i could identify as both a hippie and a cowboy um i used to yeah. ride mules so i don't know what you call that really um showing but, your ass fun. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i don't ride them anymore really because you know uh my pants have gotten tighter it's just <laughs> life's a little more difficult and uh well i mean i went to call we went to college and just kind of fell out of that realm of the world because it's too damn it there were people that brought their horse to college but they've had a lot more money than me mm. <laughs> but yeah i was curious about that hippies What's or cowboys a, hippies yeah. and cowboys that's that's kind of the I think that's, that's where I part. that's where I fall for sure. It's like you know, right in the middle. Um, yeah, I'm definitely pretty hippie at a lot of times, um, more so than Garrett probably. And oh, uh, I don't know about that, dude. But I grew up on a farm. <laughs> dude, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I had long longest hair for a while. And, yeah, now I got know, I, I, hair. I paint my toenails sometimes. You know, just keep things. What's fresh. your What's your favorite color to paint your toenails? Right now, I got. Uh, a mix of purples and greens going on. Nice, nice. You ever done? You ever done just stark white? Mm -mm. Well, I haven't. Should. I mean, I mostly do it because I was a runner in college, and like I have a couple dead toenails that look real bad, so I just paint them, and you can't tell, so, you know. But Good. so I'm well, all for the white. Yeah, give her a but, shot. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's it very. A fun time. Um, it's it's uplifting, mm -hmm. I think. Um, good for morale. Yeah, I'm not good at it though because I'm not flexible, and then I get paint all over my fucking toes. And like, uh, let me let me teach you a little trick here. Okay. So take Vaseline or some type of you know occlusive balm and put it around the skin, around the nail. Okay. And then, what was that word that you used? <laughs> Some kind Occlu of balm. Occlusive balm. Balm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's your word. Good. There's your word for the week. <laughs> How do you spell occlusive? I don't know. Oh, you saying inclusive? Exclusive? Occlusive. Inclusive. inclusive. <laughs> like O C C L. U S I V E, like elusive, but with O C C seven E. O C C. Occlusive lip balm coming right up. Uh, yeah, huh. yeah. Okay. like Vaseline or something. Okay. Put that around the skin, and then if you get any on your skin, you can just wipe it off, and it it's won't genius. like actually just yeah. It's so, genius. There's, there's Linda, for you. Linda knows about her balms. Yeah. She right. does. I know lots about serums and moisturizers and lotions and, and I bet such. I bet Montana just uses her KY jelly to <laughs> Well, you you would think, but you know, company policy, you can't oh. be dipping into the supply. Right. Sorry, yeah. don't don't get high on your own supply. That's gross with KY jelly in context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh maybe maybe just maybe 
I was thinking we could talk a bit about that first song and these two new ones yes. that are coming out, Dying to Make a Living, Octavia Triangle. Um, yeah. Little yeah, bit let's of roll change, it back to the music. A little, little bit of change up to, uh, to the sound, kind of, especially with that first one, Dying to Make a Living, the one we played at the start of the episode here. Um, what yeah. kind of, what kind of, I guess, spurred that change from kind of being more, kind of having more of that, like, kind of that folky sound, like we had said, kind of more string based to, I mean, that one's kind of rocking, you know? <laughs> What's, yeah, uh, we went from, from, uh, the unplug to the grunge we kind of mm. reversed nirvana did nice i like that. Um, i like that we <laughs> so we've been a duo since college we went to college together and uh that's where we met and we just you know um basically we were both learning kentucky old-time music together and it didn't become clear to us until we got together and started listening to stuff and realized that we were both kind of learning this style and this genre and like just fully immersing ourselves in it. And so we did listen to a lot of uh, like brother duets, sister duets, like the Leuven brothers, the Stanley brothers. Um, we listened to Hazel and Alice a bunch. So a whole lot of our influences were duos and that's kind of how we based our singing and our approach. Mm-hmm. And the duo gives you a lot of freedom it's kind of the easiest way to have a band quote unquote, because uh, you only have two people to travel with. You only got two people to pay two people to feed. So economically it's great. It can be a little restrictive when you want to do your live shows and stuff like that. But we've like kind of never let being a duo hinder us in a a studio setting. We've kind of just always been like, no, I want to do what the fuck I want to do. Um, but on this track, Dying to Make a Living, boys, we put drums on this. I so know. this is progressive for us. Progressive. And it but, sounds um, unreal. It's like, thanks. I turned it on and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa what's, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. This is, this, yeah. Is, this is some different shit. Yeah. And it was, um, we learned that song, Dying to Make a Living, from a few friends in our area in Kentucky that played it um notably I, I i guess the first people we heard do it was rich kirby and his band called rich and the po folk which i think is an awesome band name mm-hmm. and they did it and it was a song written by this guy in West, southwest virginia named wb hill who had this awesome band called fodder shock which was kind of like a dirty appalachian grunge band and he wrote the song and it's probably i mean he probably wrote it in the 90s so it's not new but it was um pertainable to the times and it still is today because in 2019 there was um basically a minor strike a modern day minor strike Mm -hmm. in harlan county kentucky and um they this company called the black jewel mining company basically went belly up and didn't tell anybody um and they didn't file for bankruptcy and they just, they didn't tell anybody and their workers were due pay for like a couple months. And then they got a check and it bounced and they had a couple checks bounce. So these five guys walked out of the mine, a deep mine, which deep mines aren't as common 
um, these days because a lot of stuff has moved to strip mining. So these guys walked out of a deep mine and there's a CSX coal train hauling away, you know, all their hard work and their paycheck. And they decided that they weren't going to watch that happen. You know, Harlan County is almost synonymous with kind of like blue collar and uh, worker strikes. Um, if y'all have y'all ever seen the film Harlan County USA? Synonymous with ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all ever seen that movie? No, no, I have not. Oh God, write it down. It is an amazing documentary. Uh, Harlan County USA. It's an amazing documentary about a minor strike that happened in things like 1973 and how violent it was and how hard these people fought to get paid and to be paid fair wages and how long it dragged on and how they got the whole community involved. And I mean, they fought and fought until they got what they were after, which was a decent livable wage. Mm -hmm. So dying to make a living is basically you know, it sums all that up. It puts all, it, it is exactly what it says it is. Mm-hmm. It's a song about blue collar and working class people who are breaking their backs to make a living. Mm-hmm. It, now, that's not just specific <clears throat> to the coal industry. That's specific to, you know, the railroad, um, construction, pipeliners, yeah. factory workers, anyone yeah. who is like sacrificing their body in order to make money for a capitalist entity that they don't see a fraction of mm-hmm. and their communities are worse off, you know, because of that, especially in like extractive and exploitative industries like coal. Yep. Um, so it was a song that we wanted to do after the miners blockade in Harlan in 2019. We mm-hmm. went down and visited them and played some music and we, had kind of played this song we'd been playing around with it for a year or so and then when we went down there and played it for the miners it was just kind of like you know it was very pertinent to what was going on <clears throat> and it was very heavy to sit back and think about um how much these people have take have taken on and how they are powering the rest of the world and they're not being compensated for it you know, mm-hmm. um, it seems like we got a we have questions that uh, we ask our well we we announce our guests on Patreon early mm-hmm. and then we ask our our uh, patrons to send in questions that they want to hear asked to whatever guests. Oh, yeah. right? And uh, so we had one come from Zach Little, who's from Kentucky, and uh, he always and has great questions. To, so shout may, out to Zach. Um, may I add? May I add that? This this question actually came in like right as you started that that uh, that thought about the you know that whole miners strike, which is like a, the perfect question, you know, in perfect timing. Yeah, you're you're kind of already talking about it. That's why I want to yeah. plug it in here. Yeah, I know. I just um, wanted to point out the timing of it. It like just came in during yeah. that. It's amazing. But Zach Little knows what's up. That's yeah. right. Uh, so his question, Zach Little says, how has the coal mining industry and its effect on Appalachian culture influenced your music? It seems to be a common theme in your writing. And that's, that's his question, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, um, it's had a big influence on us. Um, Linda Jean and I, I said, we, we both went to college and 
it was in college that we both learned more about our area um, and the history and kind of um, how our area has been taken advantage of, how rich and how wealthy Kentucky is uh, minerally and culturally, um, but we don't see the benefits of it always. Um, it's, it's, extra, it's extractive. Um, so it was um, obviously Linda Jean wrote the song Cigarette Trees, which is about, uh, it's an anti-strip mining song. It's not necessarily anti-coal, even though we are very aware that we have to move away from that. Um, or, and it's not anti-industry necessarily, but it's anti-strip mm -hmm. mining just because of how damaging it is to our communities. Right. Um, Linda, I'm going to volley it over to you if you want to talk about sludge. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, coal has been a common theme within you know, so much of traditional music throughout the Southeast. Um, and it wasn't until I was, you know, in my early 20s and I discovered the Apple Shop film Sludge, which is about the Martin County sludge pond disaster. And if, if you don't know what a sludge pond is or a slurry pond, it is these huge man-made lakes that are this like kind of black tarry substance. And they're kind of tucked away in the mountains. You don't really know where they are. Most, but most people don't have direct view of them. Um, at some point they're all supposed to harden and we're all going to be able to just build homes and live upon them. So that's really exciting to think about. Um, but we, I'd, I'd seen that film and it talks about, it, it was one of the first like moments that I, that I realized like, you know, why have I never heard of something like this? And this happened mm. just a few hours from my, from my house. And so 20 years ago, that sludge pond busted, the dam busted that was holding it together and it spilled out and it went through a deep mine crevice and then like spluttered out over the entire town. And like uh, it destroyed so much of the Martin County uh, waterways. And there is some, um, some, some big, big waterways that supply uh, water for that, that area um, mm. and the surrounding counties. The big Sandy goes through there, doesn't it? Yeah. And, um, yeah, the big Sandy. But, and the crazy thing was, is after this sludge pond spill had happened, the coal company that was responsible for creating that was not reprimanded. They were only, like, they had to pay, like, just, I don't know, $2,500 in like fees for um this happening um and it destroyed their water source and i mean even just a few years ago tyler childers um donated thousands of cases of clean drinking water to this mm -hmm. area because people still don't know that there's not a reliable source of drinking water in this area mm -hmm. um because of this disaster and this malpractice but this the film sludge talks about what happened and then they go in and they, um, they do lots of interviews 
and uh, it just kind of broke my heart. And it also made me realize how resilient Kentuckians are and just like people in these areas that are so rich in minerals. It's like, we have such a rich place. That's why you guys keep trying to come in here and, and, and take from it, but they don't, they don't stay in our area. Um, but so that spill that happened was 30 times larger than the Exxon Valdez spill that happened off the coast of Alaska that made worldwide news. And so we were kind of just like exploring protest music at that time. We were just kind of getting into it. So I wrote the song Cigarette Trees as a way of um, just kind of the sing singing the woes of the mountains, but also in a way that's the way that I like to be and the way that I deal with with things is through humor and um, wittiness. And um, I wanted a way that I could, you know, snarkily talk about, talk about. I was going to say, I was going to say, I believe the word you're looking for is snarky. <laughs> but it became kind of an anthem for some people in the area. And we had, we've had people tell us, that they've sang it at like strip mining protests or fracking protests. They've even written like continuations of verses about pertaining to those, um, they, like those type of extractive practices like strip mining and um, deep mining, fracking and, and things like that. And so that made us like even more proud to sing the song. And we actually played one, we played one gig one time and they were like, we don't care what you play. Just don't play that cigarette trees song. And we were like, <laughs> fuck you. No. <laughs> well, but yeah. uh, um, but just, the idea of malpractice is just like so prevalent in our area. And it keeps, it's like, it keeps happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Those, mm -hmm. pe those people in Martin County were fucked over so bad just 20 years ago. And now, like, the same shit's happening in Harlan County. And Harlan County is synonymous, like Montana was saying, about um, just, like, these shit storms that keep coming down in, in these places. But it's built this really resilient and badass people in, mm -hmm. in areas. And so we use the song Black Jewel that um, WV wrote. And... We changed the line. It was Clinchfield slave and we changed it to black jewel slave to kind of call black jewel out because when that happened, black jewel mining company was like the sixth largest coal company in our entire nation. And they were getting away with going bankrupt, not telling any of their employees across four states and didn't post bonds and nobody could, nobody had any money. Jesus. And they weren't really, you know, it took it took months of of those folks in Harlan County in protest to make something happen. And they they ended up getting everybody paid across the entire country that was that was owed their dues. So I think that that's one of the most badass stories that I can even know about within our time here. Mm -hmm. um, that is one of the most badass things I have ever heard. Five yeah. men stopping a train. You know how hard it is to stop a train? Mm -hmm. Trains don't typically stop. No, they do not. <laughs> it, takes, it, takes a, it takes a mile to really stop a train. But 
Um, yeah. Yep. And um, I'd like to add too. My dad was a railroader. My dad mm-hmm. was a locomotive engineer. And when I say engineer, I don't mean like he was real good at math. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he drove the goddamn trains. Yeah. So <laughs> my dad was li- literally one of the men who was hauling wealth out of Eastern Kentucky, but he was doing his job. He was trying to do his job for a major company, a major corporation and put food on the table. And I was lucky that my dad did have a good job and he had a union job too. He made sure he was telling me that, uh, my papa back in the day was like, why you want to be part of them unions? They're just going to do that. And he was like, dad, I don't have enough money to not be in a union, you know? Like I, I can't afford to not be in the union. I have to have somebody take care of me. You know, mm-hmm. I have to have this, this leverage over these huge companies. And, um, but I, you know, we talk about coal, but, and how it has damaged, how it has grown our communities, but also yeah. held them back in a lot of ways. But I have to take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Cause like, I wouldn't be where I am today without coal. You know, my dad wasn't a coal miner, but he worked directly in coal, in the coal industry Mm -hmm. as a railroader because coal ain't shit without the railroads. It don't move, you know? So, you know what I mean? You have to, we have to humble ourselves every now and again and, and know that it did do a lot for us, but it's not going to keep doing that. And we have to be able to move on and not be so short sighted. This is not the 1880s anymore, boys. You know, coal is not going to last another century. It's not going to be there. So, well, we have to be the ones making movement to influence the people in our area to kind of let's think of something else. Let's let's start working towards something else. Let's be the innovators, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Just just something to, to go off. One one thing that. Uh, Linda mentioned was uh, kind of the press on uh, on that oil spill that where the sludge where the dam broke um, and, and it the you know it uh, ruined that water source and it was a larger oil spill than than the one that happened with Exxon. Um, the only way I even knew about that situation was because of Tyler Childers. Uh, helping with the water crisis like that wasn't national news in iowa like that wasn't on the news i only knew of it through tyler Childers. so that's something that's just crazy to think about that it was that that big of a thing and and it wasn't on news Mm -hmm. here it was yeah but yeah um, we've told people about this story and like we like when we perform we'll tell people like we wrote this song after the martin county sludge um pond disaster and like people were like huh i've never heard of that and then they yeah. saw Tyler Childers donated all this water mm-hmm. and they were like, wow, this is a, this is a thing. Right. And it's like he, he got that out to so many people. And I think that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It yeah. Is. And his fan base, like his fan base donated all this water and then he matched everything that mm-hmm. they donated because yeah. Martin County is like one County over from where he grew up. So it was right. very right. relevant to him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, that's something uh, it's something you guys are able to do with your music too is telling these stories and and you know bringing light to these situations and the history behind all of this um through your songwriting and through your like like uh, zach mentioned in his question just a common theme throughout a lot of your songs is yeah is the is coal mining and uh it it you know 
so music has a way of, of, of making people kind of relate to things that, that may, they may not ever have experience with or uh, really understand whether they be, you know, obviously because like they may not be from Kentucky, they may not understand yeah. the situation. Right. So uh, I think, I think that's important that you guys are able to do that. And I think that uh, like, it's a good, it's a good way to kind of spread that awareness, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, would you, we, or, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. That's all right. I was going to say that, you know, we went to college and we learned this music. I know I've been like, we went to college, uh, but <laughs> we went to college, <laughs> but um, we got degrees in hillbilly music. Yeah. And I bring that up only to say that our absorption, absorption of traditional music was through education. Mm hmm. And that is a way that we naturally present traditional music is in an educative way mm -hmm. um, to say that, um, you know, traditional music ballads, if we think of ballads, they were used specifically to transfer news, right? To document the history. So if you want to think of cigarette trees as a ballad, then you, by all means, it's a way to transmit the news of what happened 20 years ago to a community that's still suffering about it. Well, and, you know, we went over to England uh, many times last year and toured, and we would tell that story. And uh, one instance, this older feller came up to us and said he was Welsh. And he said, you know, something like that happened where I was from. And then he told us this awful, tragic story of a of a slag heap, they call them slag heaps over there. And instead of putting them in ponds or lakes, they heap them up, you know, like little mountains mm -hmm. or hillsides. And one gave way and caused a mudslide. And the mudslide came through a school and killed every child in that school. Jesus Christ. And wiped and out an entire several, generation. Several adults as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it is totally a way for us to make connections and share experiences with each one another 5,000 miles apart. Yeah. You know, I would have never known about the Abervan tragedy had it not been that we shared this piece of our history and that guy came up and said, we lost a whole generation because of malpractice. We lost an entire generation in this small, small community. Wow. So that, I mean, that's kind of how we approach sharing traditional music yeah that's that's definitely um, important um not only do um, we get to share but we get to take home stories of other places that are in these post-coal and these post-industrial mm -hmm. societies where um we're now seeing the effects the full effects of what happened right you know 50 years ago um yeah Pretty and, remarkable. uh yeah it, it really is and and uh as as we're on the the topic of, of the history and thank you for sharing all that that history for everybody too um it, it is about time for our our middle song and i know we had de debated <laughs> I, we're, we're obviously going to play octavia triangle um yeah but i i'm going to motion here that uh the <laughs> second song is, is i believe you're right yeah cigarette trees yeah that's a great it idea feels like you guys have already think, introduced it i think we, I found think we it. set yeah. it up and i think yeah, we did so, so um <laughs> 
we'll we'll go right into it. It's it's pretty well introed already. So uh, the second song that we're playing is is Cigarette Trees. It's it's from 2017 off of uh, Little Girls Acting Like Men, and uh, yeah, it's it's introed. So this is Cigarette Trees from the Local Honeys. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Cigarette trees. I'm gonna say it a little. Cigarette. Cigarette trees. Cigarettes. Cigarette uh, trees. <laughs> and that one's off of a little girl's acting like men from 2017 by the local honeys. The local honeys are still hanging out with us, Linda Jean in Montana, and uh, we. Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe just real quick before we do the rapid fires, 
I was uh, maybe going to just talk, get you guys to talk a bit about like, because uh, you guys had some pretty good momentum going uh, kind of early in 2020. You had released the gospel in 2019. Um, and then uh, you were you were set to tour with Coulter or I think it was you, you were going to go on a European tour. Is that isn't that right? Or I thought I read that. Somewhere. We did go on a European yeah, you tour, did. right? And then like, um, COVID kind of fucked everything yeah. around. So that mm, yeah is rough. How have you been um, able to like? How's been the process of like pivoting off of that and kind of just keeping trying to keep the momentum going? I guess. Well, the momentum is lost. Um, as far as like you know, you know, puffing it, touring and stuff like that. There's just there's just no way around it. Everybody's momentum got lost. We're not special in that. Yeah. We've had a similar experience to all artists throughout this. Um, one thing that it has given us is a lot of time to work on the upcoming album mm. and a lot of time to write and a lot of time to get back to teaching, um, which is something that we both, you know, we had great teachers. We had great, great mentors throughout our learning of traditional music. Um, so it's like, we kind of have, we kind of have a playbook of how to be a great teacher um, and we're getting better and better at it. And, um, you know, what the hell else were we going to do in our houses, you know? So we just got on the zoom and, um, had a bunch of students. I mean, I had students in, I had a student in Dublin, Ireland, uh, London, England, Berlin and Tasmania. Wow. And let me tell you, uh, trying to figure out a time to have a lesson, yeah. It's a not it's like an 11 hour it's either 9 or 11 hour time difference in Tasmania. Jeez. So I would give her a lesson at 7 p.m. my time and it was like 9 a.m. her time. Oh god. It was fucking wild. That's wild. Yeah. And yeah. we would ease into it. I would be like you need to go get another cup of tea or you know <laughs> you want a couple extra minutes. <laughs> but it was great. So you know it has given us a lot of time to kind of take a break from touring in a while, readjust, reimagine our goals mm -hmm. and also tap back into, um, you know, where we started. Yeah. And like, I guess another, like kind of a follow up question to that, but you know, these two new songs and like I said, especially dying to make a living, can we expect kind of more of the same of, of that? Are you, are you kind of bringing in some new pieces as far as like new sounds in that sense? Are you going to try to, you know, I guess with the new record, or what you're writing right now or whatever, you know, whatever's new coming out this year or what, whatever's coming next. Like what, yeah. what do you think everybody can expect as far as uh, I guess the sound and are you planning mm. on switching it up at all? It'll always be some sort of traditional sound, you know, like mm -hmm. with recording um, dying to make a living. We record. So Max Nolte played drums and did the percussion and recorded it. Um, and then Chris justice played bass um and then montana played banjo and i played guitar and then and I, i've like started out you know as a guitar player so that's kind of it was another way that we could be punchy with this and i've been really getting back into electric music because i took a long break from it to learn traditional and acoustic music so it gave us an opportunity to kind of dive back into that because i was also interested in that at the time and then when we got in the studio to record we also recorded with um the late great 
Jimmy McCowan, and mm. he is featured on the song Octavia um, Triangle, and it mm. was a song his mother wrote. So we we wanted to get in the studio and record those two songs, and it was really cool because we got to record that with Jim McCowan, who has been one of our like biggest mentors and like our adoptive granddaddy, pretty much. Um, and he passed away in October of 2020. So oh. after, after that, we, we had those, re- we just had these two recordings just kind of in the can and we, we'd all, we'd wanted to put them out, but we didn't know in what way. And then after Jim died, we basically just wanted to just have it out there in the world. So people would, yeah. would be able to hear maybe what I believe are his last recordings and, oh. um, just kind of have this moment trapped in time with with somebody that we really really loved and admired um so you know we're always we love to collaborate and we love all these different forms of traditional music like with with the little girls acting like men album it's very folky and it's very old-timey and that's what we were really into at that point and then when we wanted to put out the gospel album we wanted to show all these different styles of traditional music that we love like 60s folk um bluegrass um early like electric guitar stylings like that came out of around whitesburg kentucky and out of butcher holler and all those different places um as well as like aligning out old regular baptist style hymn we wanted to have all these different styles of traditional music in one cd so people can know like we love all these different styles and forms of traditional music um we love people like we love everything from like roscoe holcomb to jim ford like that's kind of you can kind of expect any of those traditional styles from us we're very interested in all these especially kentucky styles um and i think for the future you know we're we're always going to be involved in traditional music um maybe more neo-traditional sometimes and then maybe sometimes very very traditional you know we'd like to put out at some point a bluegrass album it's very bluegrassy um we'd love to put out um a western album and do all these different forms so that we can show and share these really cool styles within the framework of traditional music because when we made the gospel album Uh, we were just singing a lot of gospel music and just really into it. And we didn't grow up loving gospel music by any means. It was a way of showing people like, you know, we used to not like gospel music either, but we did our research and we found the stuff that we do like. And it's just like any other art form or, you know, with, with music, some people are like, well, I don't like country music. It's like, well, have you listened to all these different types of country music? Yeah. Um, Cause you can probably find something that you really, really dig. There's something out there for everybody. If they look, you you know, exactly. Like listening to music. People are just used to having shit fed to them. You know, they're used to just turning on the radio and being like, Oh, that's the hip stuff. This is country music. Uh, well, I don't know about all that. What's country about it? Legitimate. Like why I, and I think Garrett too got into what we're doing right now. Yeah. Is it's like, cause in Iowa, like there's no exposure to 
yeah. what's uh-huh. really going on music wise in the country music world. Like there's nor is there, you know, it's even, it's what you, even less in you Canada. Get what you get on the radio and you don't yeah. do a fit kind of a deal. You yeah. Know, that's, <laughs> that's that's just how it is. And yeah. And then once once, you know, me and my buddies kind of got exposed to what else is out there, then it's kind of frustrating because it's like everybody else just is spoon fed what mm-hmm. yeah what the radio gives you. Yeah. And it's it's just it's frustrating, you know. Well, I think that the resurgence of of podcasts and kind of people independently taking back the radio. I mean, this is very tradio of y'all. Full fucking circle. Full fucking circle, boys. Um, But, you know, it's it's very it's very much independent people taking the uh, taking radio back and being like, this is this is what we want to hear, and we want to talk about it too. So um, I think that's awesome. You said that's super yeah, I Canadian. That. I know. Yeah. I picked Whole up on it too. Circle boys. Whole fucking circle boys. <laughs> you know what that's called? It's called code switching, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's where Sounded- like you start. You start getting around people and you like pick up on their accents. And yeah. You're like, well, oh, I kind of like what they did there. Yeah. And then you start doing it and you're not, you don't even think about it. You don't even know you're doing it. We're, we're like, yeah. you don't even know that you're cold, cold switching. That's a yeah. bit more we're like Fargo. That's a bit more like Fargo. Fargo. I've watched Fargo. a lot of Fargo. Fargo. Is that also, like- that's that's also full circle because you said we were good at impressions, and now people are gonna be like, oh, no, "He fucking <laughs> that was a <laughs> impressions. That was a he southern Canadian bud. blend." That you just said. <laughs> Fuck right. yeah, bud! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flip the switch into rapid fires. We have not briefed you at all at what these are, but they're just random questions that we want yeah. you to answer. Okay, need- and we they answer them any- really quickly. They don't have any. Oh my god! To do no, you, you don't get I'm so excited. No I'm prep so time. Do not need to mentally prepare. My first one is uh, for whoever wants to go first. Uh, if you had to pick an actress to play you in a movie, who would who would play you, or who would you want to play you? What's that chick from The Hunger Games? Jennifer. Lawrence? I was gonna say that's who I was gonna say. God hey. damn it! <laughs> you could oh, do like man. a parent. You could do a parent trap thing where Jennifer Lawrence plays both of you in the same movie. Oh. You would actually. You would actually uh, have to. I want Charlize Theron. <laughs> that's my. Well, everybody so does. Montana. She's so yeah. hot. That's who I'm gonna pick. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't, yeah, I don't even know who that is either. So sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um. Do you know? Um. The girl, okay, she was in X Men, but she was in the blue suit. Mm. Just oh, Google okay. her; she's okay. she's yeah, real hot. I know, I know yeah, what you're talking about yeah she's, she looks she's nothing like me. Yeah, she's pretty hot. <laughs> she's <a> creature. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally know who this is. She's in yeah, yeah, she's, a lot of stuff. Um, but honestly, if a casting a casting director would probably pick like Brienne of Tarth to play me in a movie. I, you guys know God, who I'm talking I know, about there? I don't know who you're talking about. There. Game of Thrones? Uh, no, Game of I, Thrones? I don't have HBO. What am I made I, 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 I don't I, have that shit. The like six foot five blonde, oh, like wow. blonde She-Ra. That would be Montana. She looks like she can kick yeah. my ass. I wonder who the yeah. dude is that plays like Grimly from Lord of the Rings. They could probably play me. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> like. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> oh. You'll have to toss me. <laughs> <laughs> Never toss a dwarf. 
I've never the watched impressions it. coming through. Yeah, man. there they are again. Yeah, <laughs> I've never. I mean, I've I've never watched Game of Thrones, but yeah, I mean, or Lord of the Rings, honestly. or Lord of the Rings for that matter. No, Sorry, you guys man. are gonna get off here and be like, "Those girls are fucking losers." They're weird. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should just watch they the movies. Speak I guess. In riddles. And they speak in movie quotes and really, speak in really dumb impersonations. Culture. Pop culture quotes. <laughs> All right, Garrett, what do you got? <laughs> Kentucky pop culture quotes. <laughs> I don't know. I think, Game of, I think Game of Thrones is pretty worldwide. No, no, yeah, I was, I was, I was, Kentucky I was more talking yeah, about I radio think y'all are a little late to the game. <laughs> I was more talking about radio oh, shit. Oh yeah, okay, well, but uh, yeah, Game right, of Thrones, right. that's our bad. Okay, this this is this is going <laughs> off our our talk about uh, your names earlier. Okay. Uh, both of you have to take. You have to each go, and you have to spell your name as ridiculous as you can possibly as you possibly can. While obviously still making sense. What's what's the dumbest spelling of your name you can come up with? All right, okay. I'll go first. I'll go first. I think I might know Linda's answer. P P N O U N T A I N I A. Oh. I don't know. Wait, you said it's, you started that with a P N. Yeah, like pneumonia. Yep. Yeah, like pneumonia. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I didn't I'm write gonna, it down. I'm gonna I need to have to looks. write that one out. I'm like, <laughs> my brain hurts. <laughs> okay, it's pretty, so, pretty dumb, isn't it? It was pretty dumb. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty so, dumb. Yeah. It was pretty so dumb. get ready for get ready for this dumbness. All right. So, yeah. all right. All right, Linda, I'm gonna use. An upside down and backwards number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's a good start. I N, and then for the D, I'm gonna actually use a P, but flip it upside down mm. or upside up. Tricky. Upside down. And then, and then an at an at symbol for the A, and then I'm just gonna do like a squiggle for the J. No, I and think you just, just you just put a pair of Wranglers on there. Yeah. <laughs> then. <laughs> E E N instead of E A N, and then ampersand T O O O O K L E hashtag Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Damn, you went with the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, one, you did the one, whole thing. <laughs> One time we were in a in a pub in Ireland at a at a jam, oh. and there was a bunch of Kentucky people randomly there, like from Lewis County, oh, and they were. It was it was wild. They kept passing us notes of songs that they wanted us to play, and one guy wrote, "Play Blue Moon of Kentucky." Tell Linda Jean, and they spelled Linda normal, and then they put Jean like G E N E, like old man Jean. Yeah, Linda Jean. <laughs> Tell Linda Jean to play Blue Moon of Kentucky. Short for Linda Eugene, of course. Yeah, Linda Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. My, my Christian um, name. <laughs> all right, my, my last one here is, oh, is uh, any, any kind of alternate dream job that you would have. Mm. You could do anything without any having to go to school for it or anything at all. Your alternate trophy wife, ride. trophy wife, <laughs> trophy, trophy wife without, without a doubt. Yeah. With trophy wife without a husband, how about that? Because oh, have God. you have you ever heard um, Bill Burr like talk about um, 
how his, uh, like his, how being a mother is the hardest thing, a stay at home mother. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they're bending over, putting DVDs <laughs> into DVD players. Uh-huh. And it kills <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go back on what Montana said, a trophy wife without a husband, that would just make you a trophy. Yeah. That's right, baby. Six foot tall <laughs> trophy. I thought you said a trophy fish. I was like, that'd be pretty cool too. No, I, think I did it. I did it first. Oh, I did say fish. a trophy fish at first, but then I oh. changed it to trophy wife oh. without a husband. Yeah, I got this. Real feminist answer there. Very, yeah, very feminist answer. Very progressive answer. Um, or like Ali Wong when she's talking about, she's like, uh, why all these women live people need to like shut their mouths because we used to have it made. We used to get to stay home all day <laughs> unsupervised and <laughs> sponsored. And I was like, you damn genius. Who would you add to Mount Rushmore if you could add anybody at all? My dog. Mm. <laughs> John Goodman. Yes. Oh fuck yeah! But With specifically, it's specifically Dan Connor. Yeah, Ren. Yeah, Roseanne style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were gonna say, "Oh, go oh, back, brother. Oh, brother, where are that oh, Yeah, I did too. The side, Big Dan T. Yeah, Big Dan. Dan. What a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he deserves to be on Mount Rushmore, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, not. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a bad. One. <laughs> that would be a bad. One. That'd yeah. be bad. Like all it. right what's your dog's name puppy uh, out of curiosity puppy puppy puppy, puppy. Mm-hmm. simple you he, should, has, he has many names no linda you should elaborate on that because it's kind of complicated puppy <laughs> sounds like the least complicated answer <laughs> <laughs> kind of. you would think but <laughs> linda linda calls him puppy to keep the peace with oh. her stepdad <laughs> her stepdad calls the dog shallow but he can't Man. spell shallow. <laughs> so on his uh, collar, it's spelled shallow, like LOL at the okay. end instead of an H. Right. Yeah. I think he was just laughing when he did it. You know, like, ha ha ha. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Yeah, shallow. <laughs> um, but we begged them to name that dog Bingo because mm. her mother loves to play bingo and also mm-hmm. linda we all everybody loves to play bingo yeah and he no. he looks like a bingo yeah you've never seen a dog that literally his name o should be bingo you've never seen a more bingo looking dog in your life but i'm just let me not tell entirely you sure what looking like a bingo means well bingo i'll send you a picture and you'll be like <laughs> all right bingo that's it you're gonna be like, you're gonna be like bingo Nailed it. That's it. You'd be like, Always Bingo should be his name. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> but like, I refuse to call him Shallow because it's stupid. And um, mm. so we just call him Puppy, and everyone calls puppy. him Puppy. Every puppy. now and then, I'll take his backwards ass to the dog park, and um, like we'll show up, and people will be like, Puppy. <laughs> That's so awesome. Like, yeah, people know him as Puppy. I love funny. it. That's great. <laughs> well, that's that's all we got for the rapid fires. Yeah, that's it. So, um, I I reckon we should probably start winding down the night. Um, Take a melatonin. 
That's right. Make some I hot gotta, tea. Yeah, the so opposite. Curl up me, with I a good book. Driving. Um, but anyway, if your name is Mike, then you have to drive for yeah. hours. Fuck. What did I sign up for? Dude, Anyways, thank thank you all yeah. so much for talking talking with us. Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on the show. Awesome time. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we'll we, should do do this, uh, we should yeah. do this weekly. We should do this again with beers. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds like a better idea. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Why don't we do it like two weeks after the new tunes come out, and then we can sit and talk okay, about, and talk about how talk about how many dollars you've made from Spotify, of course. <laughs> oh no! The more interesting thing would be to um, discuss uh, YouTube comments. And specifically, I love ha- comments. hate comments on YouTube. Yeah, it's love so that. satisfying. <laughs> Can we please? Okay, let, let, let's pencil this in for like late February. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm somebody, somebody told me that I had depression brainworms. What? And I was, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I did. Oh, Duh. Duh. Thank, you Duh. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> What? Where does that even come from? Like what? Depression, brain worms. Um, she wrote a song called "Dead Horses," mm-hmm. and uh, it's on that Western as the fuck. Western as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, somebody was like, "You're sick for wanting to memorialize this moment." And Linda's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know. It's well, it's mind gross. Your own fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> and like. I, my favorite thing about YouTube comments, though, is like nobody cares what right. you have to say. But like people that really hate something feel like they need to tell oh, you yeah. how much they hate. Oh yeah, it. Like, yeah, they're gonna yeah. take time out of their day and like really let you know. Yeah, they go to YouTube to spew hate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not like Facebook. Facebook gets personal, you know. Like yeah, people are like really, but YouTube, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, and people are just like, it's just YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, I mean, we we have some. Uh, we have a Apple couple Spotify. bad. Apple. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that last night. Somebody got their panties in a wad because we fucking swear too much, and I don't know what the yeah. fuck they're talking about. Fucking man. Yeah, grow up, boys. I, said, I have uh, no fucking idea what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> when they say we fucking talk too fucking. That's much. just the exact <laughs> comment was. I don't, I'm, I'm not a prude, and I can smoke and drink with the best of them, but I think it's really juvenile when you guys swear on your show. Hmm. That reminds me of this. Okay, let me p- start off here. Um, have you guys seen The Big Lebowski? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know when Sam Elliott is at the bar with him, and he's like, it's huh? a pretty good story, dude, but did you have to swear so much? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because it was Sam yeah. Elliott that made the comment on our <laughs> podcast. So, yeah. Sam Elliott, he keeps doing weird shit, man. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it was Sam Elliott that did. Didn't that. he shave his mustache or something? Like uh, I don't know, but one of my friends literally saw him like a couple months ago and had dinner with him in California. What? Really? There was there was what? Like that. Yeah, my friend Tim James. He was. Um, he took he took us to this restaurant um out in california in the middle of nowhere that's like this amazing steak restaurant mm. they ran into sam elliott there one night and then wow. started talking to him and then they ended up having dinner together that's pretty that's cool fucked. i, I was like a, that's the coolest thing i've ever heard in my life i have a funny Can sam I? elliott story oh no 
when we when we first started this podcast yeah. like literally probably maybe had two episodes out hadn't even had mm-hmm. a guest yet um mike got he bought us well he got a free trial for like the i think IMDb like imdmb or I, yeah, whatever that is. website or whatever yeah and he wanted sam elliott to like record a voice thing saying you are listening to the hippies podcast right so so he ta- he finds this number on this website and it's it's like a sunday morning at like 10 o'clock and mike Saturday, calls yeah. the fucking number and he yep. gets like sam elliott's like pr or whatever <laughs> and she's like hey like who's this i'm just out for it she's like out for drinks with her friend like, or something yeah. like that brunch. Like, brunch, <laughs> brunch with her friends on a sunday morning mike's like uh hey like she's drunk think, do you think sam <laughs> wants to like do a do a do something for this she's like uh could we like what? talk about this during the week no her her exact reaction was like what yeah how'd you get this number yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it just please reply to my email <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, because we'd emailed several times and Mike just calls or just cold called to say, hey, answer our email. He well, said no. Yeah, she said no. Uh, just long story short, I guess. But so They did email back, though. They so back. It wasn't all for nothing. They emailed back to say no. So. That's true. Yeah. Maybe next well, time. Well, you, you got some attention. Nailed it. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's wrap. Yeah. We'll wrap this up. Um, we are going to end it with uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Octavia here um i don't know i feel like you guys have talked about it a little bit but if you want to do a quick intro before we play that one yeah yeah it's just uh octavia is um it has become one of my favorite songs in the in the world one of the favorite songs i've ever um sang or uh, been fortunate enough to learn and it's a beautiful song and it's a beautiful melody but the most important thing for me was to learn from our hero jimmy mccallan who passed away and then to not only learn the song from him but then have him play on the recording with us Mm -hmm. and have that moment in the studio with him he cracked some beers with us we hung out and it was just it could not have worked out better than it did so we're proud to like just basically have a little piece of history with mm-hmm. Jim McCowan, who was like a very, very prolific banjo player and multi-instrumentalist teacher, just shining example of a human. Airplane um, mechanic. Airplane mechanic. He was, he was awesome. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so we're, we're really fortunate to be able to <clears throat> play music with a lot of our heroes. So we hope that that'll inspire, you know, we, ha- we hope that when people hear us, play and like learn from the older people in our community that they go out in their communities and realize that like there are these hilarious and amazing old people around you and they have all this stuff to tell you that they have all this knowledge and jokes and mm-hmm. talent and we should be we should just be spending all of our time with them because time is so fleeting and it's just the most important thing in the world is to to learn and and um share yeah, to learn and share and be and be so open to sharing and and learning. So very well um, said. Yeah. yeah, very well said. Well, we we really appreciate you, and we yeah. hope that um, we can get together again real soon, and we'll share some beers and we'll read each other hilarious YouTube comments. You bet. Oh yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys got to send us some uh, tradeo quick hitters there. Done. Um, Done. Uh, 
And next time, <laughs> next time you're in Kentucky, I mean, you know, don't be shy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, come we'll come say June hello. 12th. We will. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. There. There What's June twelfth? Laurel Cove. Uh, Laurel down Cove. Down yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet, sweet, cool. All we'll right. Well, yeah. Yeah, so far it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Thank thanks, you all so thanks much for coming on the show. And uh, if you guys out there. Are, are listening to this show on February 7th, you will have the early listen at both of these new tunes from the local honeys. So be sure to spread the word and uh, you can go to, I have it up in front of me. Give me one second. Thelocalhoneys.com and uh, you can get some merch. You can find out more. You can keep up with what Linda Jean and Montana have going on. And uh, yeah, thanks again, you guys for doing this. This was a lot of fun and we will do it again soon. So, uh, thank you all so much. Yeah. We'll see you in June. June. You yeah. bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, see you, boys. So, yeah, for everybody out there listening, this is Octavia Triangle. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and we'll catch you next time. That exactly happened that way. She told me, I hope you don't sleep for it. kills you tonight. You did. <laughs> what was the name of mine? Some man.
Octavia Triangle, The Local Honeys, once again, www.thelocalhoneys.com. Go buy a t-shirt. And of course, give The Local Honeys a follow on all of the social media platforms so you can keep up with what they have going on. And while you're at it, you can follow their label at La Honda Records. Shout out to the team at La Honda. They have an outstanding roster of artists and are, uh, Really doing things the right way over there, so go check them out. Give them a follow on social media. Keep up with what they got going on as well. And if you still got some pocket change left over, you can go to thehippiesandcowboys.com. We've got some new merch available on the website that you need to go check out. And we're doing our best to crank out more content on there, including... Blog posts, we've got playlists on both Apple Music and Spotify for you guys to go dig into, and tons of other great stuff. So, that's thehippiesandcowboys.com, and give us a follow on all of the socials. We appreciate you guys listening. Come join the conversation, come join the community, and let's all share this great music that we all love. That's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Thanks for your support. We love you. We'll catch you next time.